0: So how was the week, T? Hey, first week in the clinic. Uh, started at this outpatient clinic called Blake PT. Um, definitely a little bit of imposter syndrome when I got there. It was uh, kind of not uh, easing me into it. It was more like a PRN kind of thing. So I think it was just like jumping into it where they needed help. Yeah, they get uh, four evals in a row. Just gave, Yeah, that turned out to be four evals in my third day. That's a lot. Um, it was supposed to be like a shadow week too, so I was supposed to be just shadowing this week and then kind of jumping in full on next week. And then yeah, the very first day I got there, I was kind of shadowing the PTs, and she's like, "Oh yeah, so I have two shoulder evals this this afternoon. You could take those." And then yeah, later this week, Friday, I had four evals back to back to back, and then a treat. So after not being an outpatient since December 2019, mm. it was a, a bit of a shock, you know, because I had been. Ready to finish up clinicals at an inpatient um so that was interesting a little bit of a shock for sure imposter syndrome still obviously big and then uh kind of settled down a little bit towards the end of the week so it's really really still too early to tell but yeah man um, i'm I'm stoked that you're got a job now because it's a few months searching exactly yep exactly so it's good to be back and uh have one more interview with another position potentially in santa monica so a little bit closer um the current one is only like two and a half miles so i just take my bike there but okay um yeah it might give me a little bit of leverage if i negotiate a full-time salary with either one of these companies so check that out monday all about uh, leverage negotiating like depends on it that's right that's right chris voss <laughs> chris voss <laughs> man. another good one another good book we'll talk about that later but yeah what was new in the, the clinic for you this week jay um well, it's been 2
1: months and still feeling that imposter syndrome deal. <laughs> so, I completely understand and for a lot of a lot of you guys out there like it's um it's not a lack of confidence. Like I don't want you to think that it's that cuz yeah. like we we have plenty of confidence, sometimes too much, especially like if we've gotten to the place we are now. Yeah. <laughs> it's a matter of like being not feeling like you deserve to be where you're at—that's um, part of it. But also, like, not sure if you're providing like exactly what you need to be, and um, and so we gotta—we all gotta work on that. At least I know—I know I do. Like, we know our stuff. We know where we're at, mm-hmm. and we know what we're capable of. It's just a matter of honing that in. Uh, I think that comes with time. Just getting those ten thousand hours in. Once you get 10, those 000 ten thousand hours, hours <laughs> we're there. Uh, but yeah, the, the week was good. I I had a milestone at the end of the week. Okay. I, Completed all of my notes by Friday night. Hey, what? Oh my gosh,
0: that's the first, huh? That's dope. <laughs> there's hope.
1: Yeah, there's hope. I'm getting there. um definitely...
0: What's the EMR use again? RevFlow
1: is that what it is? Yeah, it's called RevFlow. It's. Okay. I think it's it's definitely runs off of WebPT, but okay. um, but man, it runs on like the old Internet Explorer. Brutal. Not even Microsoft Edge. 2020 come on people (laughs) and we're on that old internet explorer yeah um but yeah it's uh it's it's been a good week um had a few evals in there and uh some telehealth as well we talked about all that good stuff okay
0: um
1: and then yeah yesterday yesterday was good took the day off and hung out with
0: you took some photos for our website that's right those will be up soon big website coming the uh the launch soon got some new (laughs) photos for it a little downtown shots. This would be good. On LA, DTLA. Oh, perfect. Awesome, man. Well, let's jump into this first episode. You ready? Oh, yeah. All right, let's hit it. Welcome to Two 5 Physios, the podcast where Tyler Smith and Jordan Spradlin, two doctors of physical therapy, discuss their journey towards financial independence, self development, PT research articles, and host in depth interviews with physios in the field. back so this is going to be the first episode of the two five physio show and uh, we're just going to break down again a little bit of what brought us to where we are now why we wanted to start the podcast kind of big influences and uh, the takeaways of what you can expect um, going forward Uh, so I guess kind of no better place to start than with a quick maybe like two minute introduction to who you are Jay of how you got into PT um, how you found me I guess in San Diego and how we kind of met Want to jump off to that? Yeah,
1: absolutely. Uh, name's Jordan Spratlin, PT, um, certified strength and conditioning specialist as well. Got it, got all the starting work on the alphabet. Mm-hmm. Um, it. And at least for education wise, started out in San Jose State University, kinesiology major. Took a couple of years off, did some studying, did some prereqs. Um, eventually made it to San Diego State University. When I was applying to all the PT schools, it was state school and nothing for me. And um, and actually, I met Tyler before we met in person over the student doctor network forums. I'm sure some of you will be familiar with that. And um, we, were, we were just talking back and forth about making a video because you have to make a video for uh, San Diego State in particular. I think it's one of the only schools who require that. So in your free time, why don't you look me and Tyler up? We have our- a <laughs> they're uh, they're pretty great. I say so myself.
0: I want to say we ushered in a new like. Uh, video compilation that they got in applications after we went. So, oh, wasn't, it wasn't the standard, you know, white wall behind you wearing a a suit and talking about why you're passionate about PT it was kind of a more. It was so lived.
1: on the committee of like bringing people in. I'd be like, God, this is the worst thing. I have to sit here and watch <laughs> these kids do that. So like, let's make it interesting. And and you'll see, like after our dates, the all yeah. the videos kind of shot up in quality. So.
0: So that's our little claim to fame for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: But yeah, yeah, made it to San Diego, San Diego State after that three years there with Tyler, it's where we kind of forged our relationship, um, interest in physical therapy and financial independence and personal growth, and, um, and our interest in philosophies and all that we will be bringing into this podcast itself.
0: Yeah, my backstory, quick little two minute would be uh, born and raised in Santa Monica, California. Um, Grew up just around a lot of healthcare workers dad was a fireman paramedic mom was a nurse ucla brother went into medical medical school uh, older sister was an athletic trainer so just kind of seeing the different settings out there and in health professions i think i was kind of geared on something in that field um but grew up playing sports my whole life um, specifically ice hockey and then that led me to a tryout in new mexico got injured in a fight my one and only fight mm. um dislocated my shoulder and then got pt after that so Uh, Just talking to the PT there, I really respected this guy and kind of the knowledge base he had. uh, I thought it was a pretty cool profession. So going into undergrad, I went out of state to University of Denver for four years. Um, Still got to play hockey, rehabbed up and and got to play club there. So that was awesome. Uh, But I kind of knew going into it that I was going to do the pre-PT track. Um, So that was nice. I didn't waste a whole bunch of time um, in undergrad having those two years off after high school. So. Um, kind of went in ground running so that was good and then took a year off after undergrad to work in an outpatient clinic as an aide while applying to PT school hit up those you know student doctor forms found this guy Jordan saw he was applying around to some different state schools Fresno State and I was like oh man i has <laughs> got a wicked wicked video I should do something like that too so um, kind of filmed uh, the video essay for San Diego State applied submitted that and then uh, turned out to get in so that was the first choice as well always going to be kind of relying on the state school and the financially savvy way to do it so I was super pumped about that when I heard back from San Diego State um, and then in PT school with Jordan and another friend Vuk and our cohort got the certified strength and conditioning specialist as well um, and then I initially wanted to go right into travel PT at uh, of school had been saving up um, right after COVID struck in March, I started working at a grocery store, sold my car, all that was going to do the van life, or RV life, I, I should say. Um, but the job market never really came back. So um, I think the new plan is to kind of wait a year, um, get a perm job for now, like we had mentioned, an outpatient, and then see if either the van life or the travel career can pick up then, if not the military. So um, we'll talk about kind of our ambitions there, uh, kind of future ambitions in a second. So if you want to hit him with that story of how you got interested in uh, the military, Jordan, you can go for it. Yeah. So I
1: guess I didn't really give too much of a background to myself in the beginning. Um, but yeah, I, I hurt myself and didn't get in a fight like Ty, but definitely. <laughs> Don't recommend, bro. Don't.
0: <laughs> that was trash.
1: It didn't dislocate the shoulder, but yeah uh, separated my shoulder or, um, tore my AC ligaments pretty good. It was like a great tear ended up in PT that way. And that's when I found out like, man, this is awesome. Couldn't put my shirt on to being able to do Mm -hmm. anything I wanted to again. And, uh, that was, that was a great experience. Wanted to provide that to, to other people as well. And always been interested in the body. So that was kind of my, my first experience to get me towards PT. Um, but, Yeah, for where I am right now and a future interest in PT and where I see myself growing, um, I initially wanted to get into the military because throughout undergrad and grad school, my stepdad was 28 years, Army, Sergeant Major, retired, and I wouldn't be here without his support and um, his help through all these years in my educational pursuits and uh, my family's always been really supportive. They never really like pushed me to go one way or the other, but they're always very supportive as far as continuing my education. And and I'm a firm believer in educating yourself as much as you can with with most things. And and so for me, going into grad school, um, realizing where I've come from and where I'm at now, like I feel like I it would be a good service for me to give back to the the like. The government who has provided me this opportunity so um at least serve my country in one way and the best way that i can as a pt is my goal and and so that's that's where i want to go i also had a clinical in grad school in 29 palms and for those of you who know where that is it's not the best place (laughs) middle of nowhere in the desert but um that's that's where they have all the marines trained before they head out to the middle east and it's and i've talked to a few of those guys when i was treating them they're like yeah it's like it's like when I went over there, I never left 29. So <laughs> oh, brutal. So yeah, you can imagine it's out in the desert next to Joshua Tree, which was yeah. a great place to go in the meantime. But when I was there as a student, I was working with Lieutenant Hollins and the Navy and just that setting, I felt like I was able to really, I saw the potential of using my license to its maximum benefit. Um, mm-hmm. You can order medications, imaging. Um, if you go out on, on, if you do a couple tours, you're also able to do joint injections if you need to, if you're the only PT out there. Um, so it really provides you a lot um, of independence and autonomy in, in the military. And mm-hmm. you're usually on the cutting edge of a lot of the evidence right. out there, like, especially like with blood, blood flow restriction, BFR training that um, if you haven't heard, definitely check it out. It started in the military with limb salvage. And I'm trying to get those guys back to where they could be with that. So just that experience there and and my past history with my stepdad and getting through school is like what's really drawn me mm-hmm. to the military. Not even to mention the financial benefits that we'll get into. Right, right, um, right. So currently I have an application in for the Army. still need to get my physical done. Mm-hmm. Um, and working with the Navy right now, um, I'm going to put in a packet with the Air Force. I know, Ty, you already have one working on mm-hmm. right now. But that's that's definitely the goal. And right now where I'm at, I'm currently at the USC orthopedic uh, residency, because when I first applied with the Army, I didn't get in as a student. That's primarily just because experience, lack of. Mm -hmm. And I knew I knew for me, like I felt like I was pretty good coming out of school, but I knew there was a lot I did not know. Mm -hmm. And um, and there was and there's there's stuff that I I didn't even know that I didn't know (laughs) had sense, you know, (laughs) (laughs)
0: that's the biggest thing
1: right and and coming into the south peak residency already two months in i feel i feel a lot more confident in certain skills and um and and i feel like that's really going to bolster me up my application for the army because if i do end up in the navy and i'm i'm on a ship i'm the subject matter expert in Mm -hmm. physical therapy and musculoskeletal injuries so i need to know my stuff and i need to know it well and um so, I just definitely wanted to get some additional training in the residency. And I know it's not for everyone because it's definitely a pay cut and it's pretty intensive. Mm-hmm. Um, it just kind of gets you closer to those 10,000 hours a lot faster than just going straight into the field. So, that's where I'm at. Loving it. It's all good. What about you, Ty?
0: Yeah, I think my, like I said, I was probably most interested in travel PT. I'd been interested in like the tiny house movement in undergrad and minimalism. We're going to talk more a little bit about that uh, in future episodes, but tiny house movement, minimalism, um, getting to see the world and combine all those in a healthcare profession as a PT would be ideal. Uh, There's several blogs out there that I've been following. So I thought it was a good mesh of my interests um, for sure coming out of school, Um, kind of being like a jack of all trades PT intrigued me for a bit, you know, doing a 13 13 week stint in acute care and then outpatient and then sniff and just kind of not losing the the clinical skills I had coming out of school also thought would be pretty intriguing. Um, but like I said, market didn't necessarily pick back up when I did graduate. Um, and then I just, you know, talking to Jordan and um, my academic advisor, uh, Dr. Rosenthal in PT school, uh, had been in the military. So I think that influence as well um, is kind of shifting me a little bit towards that path now um like a jordan mentioned i have a application with air force and then still need to get obviously cleared medically if my shoulder goes through that'd be great mm-hmm. um to do all of that so i think i'm looking more at the air force potentially four years there um, like jordan mentioned just you know practicing at the top of your your license would be awesome um kind of the respect that comes with it benefits and that whole you can still have the travel lifestyle in the military as well so oh, yeah i um, still wouldn't put that down for anything so 30 days a year
1: vacation that's
0: right all the benefits that come with military is huge so i think i would still be able to pursue that travel passion with the respect and the kind of skill set that would build my future pt career um put it on another level for sure so uh, for that reason i'm kind of looking that that path now um, obviously I have the fallback of travel and still doing the rv thing after so that's where i'm headed um and then in terms of why you're listening to this podcast or why you might be interested um some of the things that we're going to dissect is just kind of our financial journeys um how we're trying to get to where we want to be financially and job security and how to you know live with less and and just i don't know leave a meaningful life with um everything we got going on and and not not feeling the burnout as much as a lot of people in healthcare can. So um, we want it to be more than just a PT show. I think we want it to be more lifestyle as well um, in that aspect as well. Any other tips or tricks? Yeah,
1: no, absolutely. Like I think you'll find in the future with our episodes, they'll they'll be PT geared towards treatment and maybe challenges you'll have in the clinic and mm-hmm. um, we can offer challenges for you too. And we'll, we'll try to go over some articles, do some quick article review, which we'll, you know maybe just have you think of a couple of things because I know when we were in a PT school, Dr. Rosenthal, he's 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 our he's our he's our main
0: dude. <laughs> like our MSK professor. Yeah. Yeah.
1: If we my goal is if I could be like 50% <laughs> of where he's at, I would right. be happy with my career. And um yeah, so it definitely he was telling us that he was looking at a study and it's like maybe the majority of PTs outside of school, they'll maybe look at one article a month. And, um, you know, the three pillars of evidence-based practice being mm-hmm. being um, evidence, clinical expertise and experience and the patient's values and mm-hmm. their, their goals. Um, so a lot of that just want to maintain the evidence and start being more specific with mm-hmm. what treatments we're doing and why we're doing them. And um, so we'll do that. We'll also talk more about our financial, our financial goals, our financial strategies, like Tyler said, to live a meaningful life so that you're not just living paycheck to paycheck because that right. that's not the goal. It's not a good life right there. Um, I've, I've been through it and uh, we'll ta- I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about it in a second, but that along with personal growth, we'll talk mm-hmm. about our, our interest in like minimalist type of philosophies. Stoicism. Um, stoicism, absolutely. Uh, perseverance, like our focus on grit and how, how mm-hmm. important that is to being successful in your life and like even just what you define as being successful. So we're going to talk about all those things and yeah. hopefully, hopefully learn from you guys as hopefully you'll learn from us. Cause we don't know it all. We're learning as we go. Yeah. And, uh, we will have, we'll have emails for you guys to reach out to us and we can get back to you. And that's, that's what I hope for this podcast.
0: Yeah. I think that's huge. I think accountability, obviously going forward. And, and just like you said, with the research and we want to do interviews with, uh, you know, our cohort and classmates that we've been through PT school with and professors and, you know, other PTs that uh, have really mentored us in some way or another or written articles. And so I think um, being able to reach out to the larger PT community as well and getting some feedback about people that are further along in their journey, uh, either in physical therapy or financially. Um, I know some of the bloggers that uh, i had been interested in, in undergrad um, have gone a, led a successful career. So. Maybe getting them on at some point, um, but yeah, just the podcast being accountable for trying to pursue excellence and then trying to be better, a little bit better every day. So that's what we want to deliver to you guys. I think uh, you'll get some enjoyment out of it. Um, and then shout out, quick shout out to Tina and our cohort who's helping with uh, some of the photography and yeah. took some photos yesterday downtown and and getting some of that done. So definitely want to thank Tina for that. Um,
1: yeah, see if she can maybe just do the website too.
0: Yeah, website or social media, we're, we're, Good at we're that. too, yeah, we're, we're kind of like, uh. we're old guys, we're, we're bad at all the, the technology, even though, despite our age, we're old souls, I think, you know, reading digital, digital minimalism, and, and all these other books, social dilemma, you kind of see all these the downsides of it. But I think if you harness it for, you know, a balanced way, you can get some, some good purposes out of it so uh, we're gonna let tina handle some of that potentially um (laughs) offload that but um yeah it's it's gonna be a team team podcast for sure so Mm -hmm. feedback from you guys it's definitely huge for us as well what we can do better what topics you want to cover um student loan debt and there's a whole whole range of things we can go into so i think those are the main topics it's going to be pt articles interviews uh, finance related topics, um, and then clinical challenges and clinical techniques as well on the podcast.
1: Yeah, oh. absolutely. Definitely a student loan. That, that's huge. Mm-hmm. I was just talking to a student. I had a student on Friday, who was really concerned about it. She's coming out of USC, which is one of the most expensive oh, schools gosh. out there.
0: Yeah. Did yeah. she go to SC in undergrad too? Or just grad school?
1: Just grad school. I think she went to Probably Long Beach. Probably. Yeah, so, UC Long Beach. Um, so yeah, I was just able to provide the different options plans, and she even had a question like oh you can only refinance your loans once right i was like no actually Mm -hmm. you can refinance your loans multiple times if you needed to and try to get a lower rate just like you can with a mortgage but um once you do that and sell your federal loans to a private institution then you're not eligible for all of the payment plans Mm -hmm. um, such as loan forgiveness and all of those so those are things to be aware of before you make a big decision on that and that's something we'll go over in another episode
0: Absolutely. Yeah, I don't know if we want to break down the the kind of financial stuff quite yet, but I guess I was going to talk about it maybe a little bit to just have a starting place to jump off from in future episodes. But um, with the whole two five physios, obviously the five is financial independence based on this kind of broader financial independence, retire early movement. That's been around for probably decades at this point, Um, but kind of really just picking up in the last decade or so, two decades. And there's kind of different ways to do it the main idea being um, they're kind of big proponents of the study trinity study that showed a four percent it's called the four percent rule where if you have 25 times your annual expenses invested in um, the stock market you'd be able to pull four percent of that passively year after year and never run out of money Um, so that's kind of a simple way to to go about it if you're just trying to look at big numbers um, so there's people that basically build up their portfolio to the point where they can no longer have to work, uh, for a living. Um, mm-hmm. so that's kind of the biggest takeaway from the fire movement. Um, there's different ways to do it, um, all kinds of different paths. I'm a big proponent of coast fire, um, where you can basically harness the, you know, compounding interest over time, 20, 30 years, and have a l- smaller initial investment in the stock market as long as you're able to cover your day-to-day expenses further on. Um, So my kind of Coast Fire path that I've written out would be, um, the Coast Fire age would be 35 from 28, 29 in December of this year. Um, So about five, six years away, um, having enough invested in the market to the point where I just need to cover my day-to-day expenses, let that portfolio grow for about 25 years, 30 years potentially when about 60, 65, um, and then I could take out, you know, a allotted amount each year after that and not have to worry about it. So for me, that's going to be somewhere in the 200,000s um, I predicted with there's different financial calculators out there, interest calculators that we'll kind of talk about in future episodes, but um, kind of going along with, yeah, that 200 or so thousand um, dollar amount would allow me to, to hit roughly 900 thousand in about 25 years if i had that invested so that's kind of my plan that's what i'm shooting for um people in the fire movement have savings rates from anything from 30 to 80 to 90 percent of their income so um i don't want to take it necessarily too far and, and and you know have that kind of feeling that you're just totally investing everything in the future not thinking about the present at all so my ideal saving percent would Uh, savings rate would be about 50% I think 50% for six years of full-time work to get to 35 see what I have invested and then just kind of um, pull back from investing at that point and um, work part-time and just have a long healthy PT career after that so that's kind of my financial big financial goal um, and what I want to pursue I don't know if you have specific numbers Jordan or if you want to just break all that down later Um, but yeah
1: no, yeah, it's a great goal. And like I know if this is your almost first introduction to a lot of like the financial realm, like all these terms and numbers can be a little intimidating and scary. Um, but the big thing is like it's not that complicated. Mm-hmm. And um when you they make it complicated. Like a lot of you're like, Oh, do I need a financial advisor? Do I need right. a planner for this? Cause like I don't know which stock is that I should invest in. And it's just they make it complicated so they can make money off of you. And right and once I learned that I was like, oh man that's ridiculous we're gonna make money for ourselves and let's mm-hmm. pay ourselves first and um, that's one of my goals for this podcast is to help educate you to make it um to make it more accessible to you because I know this the stock market can be scary
0: right
1: um it's it's not it's really not and once you understand that then um, you'll feel a lot more confident um, investing in making making some power financial moves um that's the goal and I don't I don't have like I haven't gone as far as Tyler yet to um, find my 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 coast fire number, but I I'm more focused on my savings rate. I think mm-hmm. it's and there's gonna be so many strategies that we'll talk about, but yeah. for me, like if I can just hone in on my savings rate um, and make that the priority, I yeah. feel like a lot of everything else will fall into place. That's a good point. Um, and if you if you want like an actual kind of reference for the savings rate mr money uh, money mustache he has a website and blog which he was one of the first like I guess godfathers of financial independence mm-hmm. and uh, he has a he has a great example there where if you just it's not about how much money you make like you can be making 50 grand you can be making 200 grand and it's really ma- mainly about the savings rate because that person is making 50 if they're saving 50 percent. Um, compared to the person who's making 200, but they're blowing it all away on fancy things, expensive mm-hmm. things. Um, they're they're not saving as much. They may look wealthy, but they're not wealthy. Right. So uh, for us, that's that's kind of our goal, and and we'll we'll talk about different strategies and where we see ourselves, and and a lot of different strategies. If you feel like you're under a lot of stress right now with money, mm-hmm. just educating yourself has helped me feel much more comfortable in my life. Um, as far as like using budgeting software, like both Tyler Absolutely. and I use, yeah. uh, you need a budget. And there's there's Mint and other things, but we're big proponents of using the budget because it's just <laughs> it's awesome.
0: And it's next level people, you got to do it.
1: <laughs> great, and if you're a student, you get a whole year for free. That's right. We'll um we'll we'll talk about that. Hopefully, we can get an affiliate link on our website coming in the future. And um, I guess a little backstory for me, um, like I didn't, as far as financial goes, I did not have a great like financial mentor growing up. So I the money I had, I was like, I right, will spend it. And when I got a credit card for grad school because I needed to, you know, buy books and everything else. It wasn't just just tuition and housing. Um, I eventually racked up, I looked at it yesterday, and it was like $5,800 worth of credit card debt. And I was coming into uh, 2020 here about to graduate in March. And I was feeling the stress and I was like, Oh man, like I'm really low on money. I don't know if I'm going to get a job here. Like Mm -hmm. I was really stressed out about that number. And I know a lot of people aren't, but it starts to weigh on you a little bit. And you like, it thinks about you a lot. So, um, I started educating myself, got, you need a budget, um, started reading some other great books, um, and, and like implementing the strategies of pursuing FI and as of right now. From earlier this year starting off at 5,800 credit card debt, I'm at zero at the moment. And it was Hell just yeah, dude. that's perfect. it's it's just being aggressive yeah. and like following these these principles and strategies yeah. that you can adopt in your life. And and it feels great. And if I can do this, you guys can definitely absolutely
0: do this. Mm-hmm. And that's not a cliche. Like like Jordan actually means that. If Jordan <laughs> Jordan Spradlin could do this, you guys could do this. I know everybody says that, <laughs> but you don't know Jordan. <laughs>
1: not at all man so trust me (laughs) yeah
0: yeah i still remember i think it was at csm this year in february when jordan we had gone to some uh talk and then we were just grabbing a beer after and jordan's like have you read this book uh you know the simple path to wealth jl collins And was like no way jordan knows about like the fire fire path and like budgeting and all this stuff and so we got so excited talking about it at that point i think that was kind of like one of the birthplaces of the podcast Of like oh we gotta we gotta make this bigger a bigger show so um we'll talk about you know books in the future but jl collins great author as well so i just kind of lit up when jordan mentioned that and then YNAB and all that so that's been huge for me as well i think um living on my own in san diego and just not having a a good financial sense of like you know how to manage money and bills and uh, utilities and all that so i think having a system whether you use YNAB or whatever system you use to budget that works best for you just kind of simplifies so much and gives you clarity of where you can spend and spend extravagantly and where you should cut back and maybe kind of reel it in and where you know you're not valuing placing your money so that's a huge tip we have as well for everybody listening but just to give give yourself some stress relief basically of not having to worry about where where money's coming in and where it's going if you have some kind of system you implement so yeah i just remember csm being like a big moment where i was like oh this is gonna be good
1: this it was it was right then and then i was like time we all right, we're, we're gonna be partners Let's yeah
0: absolutely <laughs> so that's a little bit of the preview um we're gonna try to get the website up fairly soon and have like uh an ability for you to respond with questions or comments or Kind of some listener engagement as well so i look forward to hearing from everybody out there um, of how we can make the show better for you or what you're most interested in or your own path along this kind of uh pt and financial journey as well so yeah that's what we're gonna hit you guys with in the, the future coming up
1: yeah and it, it is a journey i think that's the big word there is we're mm-hmm. all at different places on that journey and um and we're all coming from different places so It'd be great to hear from you guys. Our email is already up. It's info at two five physios.com. So feel free to throw us, throw us a message.
0: Awesome. All right. I think we'll cut it there. Jay, anything last, last words or anything? No, That's it for me, man. All right. Perfect. Till next week. Thanks for listening to the two five physios podcast, where we bring the fire mindset to the physio lifestyle.